Episode 11. 11. Say 11. It goes to 11. This one does. It does. And uh, so, welcome to the Bad Movie Fiend Podcast. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the Beach. And this week, uh, we watched uh, Van Damme's Cyborg. And that was, that was not, that was not us Van Damme. Accent. I can't, I yeah. tried doing a Van Damme all night and all it ever turned into was an oh, Arnold no. Schwarzenegger impersonation, so yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to do that to anybody. Yeah, mine actually sounds more like the Hans and Franz. Jean Claude mm. Van Damme. Van Damme. It's almost it's almost Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. Yeah. From Belgium. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we uh, we watched Cyborg, uh, the 1989 feature featuring Van Damme himself, and uh, I Jesus think after Christ, nobody else of note. and nobody else of note. <laughs> A bunch of people that look like other people, but nobody you've ever heard of. <laughs> what about Barbara Richter? Or, yes, she was um, huge in Belgium. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and then we're gonna come back and talk about um, you know, I guess week two or three of the summer movie yeah. uh, spectacular, mm-hmm. and, and some other stuff, and some other stuff. We've watched some things here and there, yeah. and uh, maybe maybe have a topic for you. We're, we're working on something. Maybe it'll, be it'll, be, it'll all be after the break. Anyway, it's very so. fluid. It's very fluid. We like to we like to mix things up, mm-hmm. keep it fresh. One we thing we do do every time do do yeah. <laughs> every time. <laughs> Give us a recap of the movie. A plot summary, a if plot you will? synopsis. Drop okay. some plot on us like it's hot. All right. Okay, so Cyborg. Set in a post-apocalyptic future where starvation mm. and disease are plaguing the few remaining inhabitants of Earth. Scientists are close to discovering a cure for the plague that is sweeping the country. Gibson Rickenbacker is a strong fighter who leads a group to Atlanta to gain information needed for the cure along the way attempting to avoid the villains. What they should have said is pirates. 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 Yar. Who don't actually do much pirating except for burning shit. They yeah. do a lot of raping and pillaging. That's very pirate-like behavior. They didn't even seem it? to pillage. They just kind of killed people Yeah, and they just kind of destroyed everything in their path. Yeah. I thought that kind of counted as pillaging. Yeah. They pillaged, like, the children and turned them into little, yeah. Yeah, little I, I mini pirates. They really them. just kind of reveled in the, uh, the post-apocalypticness yes. of the entire situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess they were, you know, the, ti- the title Cyborg... Is this girl that we meet in the beginning, not Van Damme, as we were? Oh, I was leave. so disappointed in that. Um, so yeah, th- this girl is basically like Johnny Mnemonic. They send her up to New York to get some kind of cure and take it back down to Atlanta, I guess. Yes, yes, and, Atlanta, um, hot Atlanta, and uh, yeah. So uh, the pirates try to intercept her because apparently they think if they have the cure, then they can rule the world because everybody would be coming to them for the cure. Mm-hmm. Everybody so, wants to rule the world. <laughs> as it's as it's established in the first thirty seconds, he doesn't want the world cured. He right. likes the world the way it is. Yeah. In a very over the top voiceover. Over the top screamy voiceover. Would you say it had a little bit of gravitas? <laughs> Just gravitas. a little. Alright, so right off the bat, I gotta I gotta throw the trivia out there because I okay. teased it before we even started recording. Yeah, let's hit us with your best shot. Okay. Um and I saw this because it was under the AKA for this movie. Um, this film was originally conceived and built as a sequel to Masters of the Universe. 
No kidding. Yeah, wow. all these sets and everything were built because that's what they were going to make. And really? also, simultaneously, a live version, of, live action version of Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. Both projects were going to shoot simultaneously by the same guy, Albert Pion. Mm-hmm. Pion. And, and after Canon had to cancel deals with both Mattel and Marvel because of their financial troubles. Yeah, Canon. Who would have thought? Canon. Hmm. Such a huge company that they were. <laughs> so yeah, this was obviously back in the days when... You know, Marvel didn't give a shit about their their, their licenses. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Dolph Lundgren's Punisher and, uh, you know, David Hasselhoff's Nick Fury and whoever the hell was in the Captain America movie. Yeah. And we got a lot and, of And the Roger movies. Corman. Yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah. So apparently this was just going to be a throwaway Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. made for probably $5 million. Boy, we got lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> no we got way lucky. So, yeah. So Cyborg. Originally, Not that those sets weren't awesome. Originally supposed to be Masters of the Universe 2. Mm-hmm. Well, that would kind of explain why the plague is basically just a big MacGuffin and the whole the cure thing. Yeah. Because really, there's, it doesn't affect anything. Yeah. Well, they really just, I think they kind of said, oh, we've got the sets and everything. Uh, let's let's shoot a movie. Yeah. It is kind of funny that, you know, if it was going to be Masters of the Universe 2, I wonder if Dolph Lundgren was going to be back, a.k.a. Jean-Claude's co-star from Universal <laughs> Soldier. <laughs> yep. Which was on the table for possible watching tonight. All right. So anybody got anything they want to throw in there for Cyborg? <laughs> I would love to see the script for it. Yeah. Because about the last half hour is just people going, ah! Yeah, for, ah, people, for people that haven't seen it, that's ah, that's a lot of the dialogue, and that's why our yeah, intro I was would, such. I would love to see the A count on, on the script. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he, his typewriter, the A key, probably just busted after a while. Well, I, I'm hoping the script was like 30 pages long, and, and it just had a lot of things that said men screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was also in the days before. That's the way before, I like my script. <laughs> in the days before fight choreography had really like become something that was used. Or film editing, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the editing. Th- this may be the worst edited movie I've ever seen. Mm. I, it's way up there. I don't know. I've seen some pretty bad ones. I mean, there's like reaction shots, and they forget to show the thing that the person is supposed to react to. And then they, they go overly long on certain reaction shots. Oh, yeah. Like just a hair or two long you know, of let's show the knife and hold it there, hold it there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the, the knife has been established. It was like they watched some Sergio Leone and said, well, this is kind of like a Western, you know, it's, there's no law. Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. They were, they were supposed to go from, you know, they started off somewhere in the New York area and they're supposed to walk to Atlanta. Yeah. And a lot of this movie is them walking very, very slowly. Oh, and incredibly it's, slow. And, and it's, they're, they're kind of at the same point. They're chasing the cyborg girl. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be well, in no hurry to actually catch up with her. Well, somehow they're able to, <clears throat> excuse me, outwalk a boat. <laughs> they yeah. took a shortcut yeah. through the wastelands. Mm. Yes, they did. It wasn't that. Sh- it, no, <laughs> you're not outwalking. Actually, the boat. boat the that bo- boat was kind of cruising. The too. boat goes like 300. The the river goes like 300 miles east, and then another 700 miles north, <laughs> and then 400 <laughs> miles south southwest. So they took the shortcut. Yeah, so they the took short, a shortcut, shortcut, which is just a, just across the peninsula. Okay. I don't know my Is geography. Right? I don't know my post-apocalyptic geography all that well, but I'm yeah, going to take you, your word for you it. Should, you should learn. You should get your learn. I should learn me some you uh, should learn post-apocalyptic you Learn you some from your paw. Learn you some. Learn you some from your paw. Yeah, but so, yeah. this is so Van Damme. There are also like a thousand flashbacks. Yes. One of which we see twice in its entirety. Five minutes worth. Mm-hmm. Yes, a full five minutes worth. Yeah, they, I mean, they tacked on a couple of extra seconds at the end to, to finish it up. But Yeah, but they really, they were padding the runtime. They were probably like, wait, the movie's only like, a, the movie's only an hour and 15, dude. Yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> Stretch it out. 
Let's reuse some shit. Flashbacks. Hold on that knife just a few seconds longer. Mm-hmm. No, no, walk slower. Let's actually speed the film down. Yeah, I did. The, speed I just, the film down. I speed like the that. film down. Yep. I love any film where they That's you know, they talk. reuse the same shot like three or four times. Which, yeah. You know, that happens three or four times in the movie. Oh, several, yeah, shot, several times. Shots I mean, keep showing up. Direct shots of the of the boat as it's going down the river, yep. and then they tack on the uh, the obligatory uh, binocular uh, mm-hmm. yep. uh, coating. Uh, one of the pieces of trivia about this and why John Claude has such a ridiculous name is Gibson Rickenbacker guitars. Which yeah, because yeah. there's Fender Tremolo, Marshall Strat, Pearl Prophet, Pearl. Yeah. Well, the problem is you never hear any of these names during the movie. Yeah. Well, they said Pearl. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pearl. They Fender. said in the very beginning. Yeah. Fender is the only one that they keep I never naming heard, at yeah. any. Point. I never heard uh, Tremolo. Yeah. Well. No. Some well, his first name was Fender. And, and Gibson. Oh, that was Gibson's his last only name. mention. Tremolo, yeah, is is he only mentioned in one scene early on? Yeah. When he goes to consult somebody about how to track down Fender, who has you know kidnapped the so Vin- the woman Fender with the is cure. the main bad guy. Is that right? Yeah, the, I think yeah. so. Mister Gravitas. Ah, ah, that guy. That guy. Okay. Yeah. So I figured it out. The whole the whole point of um, Gibson's journey. He's actually he doesn't give two shits about the cyborg. He's just trying to get the get his uh, adopted daughter back. Okay. If you say so. Yeah, because he really <laughs> I think doesn't the point of the give... movie was to have an excuse to kick people's asses. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, but, but his motivation. Which he's not even that good at, really. Who, no, he gets him? his ass beat. He gets his ass beat oh, well, yeah, down I was going to say, movie. yeah, in this movie, yeah. He, gets, yeah. he takes, some, takes some, you know, punishing here. So Al- Albert Pune, the director Pune. of this, mm-hmm. is the guy who went on to do the, the terrible Captain America movie. He's really? It was his very next movie, actually. And yeah, he, made, he made Kickboxer 2. He's, he's made some. Oh, and Kickboxer 4. Apparently, he skipped 3. Yeah, yeah. he's... Wow. He was yeah, too busy I'm, ricocheting. Yeah, he's made some... I'm wow. looking at his resume. He was a busy guy. Yeah, busy guy. Making but terrible man. movies. Blood match. <laughs> yeah. Max Havoc, Curse of the Dragon. He apparently likes his fighting movies. Yeah. But he's not even that good at filming action, though. That was what was the most disappointing. Is, you know, you you watch a movie like this, and you want to see people... You want to see some big knockdown, drag-out fights, and it's just kind of... It's all filmed and edited so poorly. There's a movie called Bullet Face. <laughs> Bullet Face? Yeah, <laughs> Bullet Face. That was one of his later. That's only 2007. Bullet Face, yes. Bullet Face. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to admit to having seen... Um, Bullet Face? No, no, no. Oh, I've seen Cyborg. disappoint me. I've seen Cyborg, obviously. I've seen parts of the Captain America movie, and I, I'm sure I would have seen Sword and the Sorcerer, his first movie, because... Pretty much, if there were if that, um, that's that sounds like an HBO '80s movie. If well, it's it's, it's a you know it's a fantasy movie, and I like I said, I I used to just go clear out that section, so no. I'm sure it was seen at some point in time. I'm sure. Yeah. I have not seen it. Yeah. yeah. Neither have I. But really, in the uh, in the Van Damme over, this is not not up there at all. No. I mean, first of all, he's not even a cyborg. Right. It's no. just some chick. With some very bad special effects to show that she's a cyborg. Oh God! In the uh, when she pulls her wig off to reveal she's a cyborg, like the cyborg head that they use in place of her, because they're obviously not there with the special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, that looked absolutely nothing like her. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not even remotely like her. No. No, it was a very. very it was wearing though. the same outfit though. So yes, that must. Have, <laughs> it had the same. Compl- that must have been why it, they thought it was her. Similar complexion. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there, there's basically, I mean, I, I will go, I'll say there's only two truly good Van Damme movies. 
one of them good because it's so cheesy, and that's Kickboxer. And Kickboxer right. is 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 actually a pretty well told movie. I mean, mm. it's it's got cheesy moments, but and yeah. Time Cop. And everybody mm. remembers Time Cop. Yeah, Time Cop's pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, what about Blood, blood Sport? Come on, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it did it's give good. one of the best YTMNDs ever. Blood, blood Sport. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's more. From, uh, ah! That's from Kickboxer. Oh, was that Kickboxer? Yeah. I thought yeah, that was Bloodsport. No, Bloodsport's the one where he's actually a bad guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was his like first. Okay, so it was Kickboxer. Breaking out, the, you know, on, on there. He was so a, really, Kickboxer's the only one that gave us anything. Yeah, Kickboxer's good stuff. Wait a minute, Kickboxer is that the one? Kickboxer's the one where they dip their hands in the glass and fight. He has mm-hmm. the really weird dance sequence with the with the Korean. Okay, girls. that's a different <laughs> one. I'm thinking of. Yeah, that, that was another. Great I gotta admit, they all run together for me after yeah. a while. Yeah, Except course. for that one with Dennis Rodman. Oh, and you know Street Fighter. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, poor Raul Julia. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I yeah we have we have a pile of them to watch at some point in time. We, I'm sure we will be back to uh, Van Damme. Yeah, I, I, I got I got to admit I'm I secretly a, I'm a pretty big of the cheesy action movies. I love Van, some Van Damme movies. Oh yeah, he's second to me only to, to Schwarzenegger as far as the pure over the top. Action. Mm-hmm. I'd oh, much rather. I mean, I, I find Steven Seagal extremely boring. I mean, he's. Yeah. I mean, I think Van Damme is a good actor. I think Steven Seagal's not good an actor, no. not good fighter, not good anything. He's just he's got grim face. That's it. And Van Damme, they let him do the uh, the split move. In oh this yeah, one too. of course. Well, it's, that, that goes Which, without saying. You know, but I mean, there will be a split move and a, a high kick to the head at some point. Yeah. Okay, Bloodsport is the one I thought it was. Okay. Yeah, but this the. One thing I noticed about this one, for, you know, you, you know it's an R-rated movie, mm-hmm. and yet they kind of like cut away from you know dudes getting killed and stuff. You know, like you'll see a, you'll do, see that it's about to hit a bloody death, and then all of a sudden it's the quick PG thirteen cut away. Yeah, I was I, I was not pleased with that, but <laughs> <laughs> really, that's yeah. your take. Yeah, <laughs> that's my opinion. All right. all right, then fair enough. That's a good opinion. Once I once I realized we only I mean we got a, a full ass shot and then uh, a split second of breast, which uh, I th- which I think they had the plague. Yeah, I gotta yeah. say it's one of the ugliest breasts That's... I've seen. <laughs> um, yeah, we really have not done well on the female nudity mm, in, no. the, in the BAMF cast at all. Yeah. This is the third you know the third ass the ass <laughs> shot we've had. I can't speak tonight. Yeah, there was it was that first, which kind of made yeah. us think, oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we're shot. three for three on yeah. butt shots. Huh. We're hoping at least to get you know like a, yeah. a full set. And this is this <laughs> is from what was what was that girl's name? The oh pouty girl. Yeah, pouty. I don't know. Pouty McWasteland. That's the thing is the pouty fact Mc that they Moon never Nipple. said anybody's yeah. names. I'm not sure who's who. Look, even looking at the at the cast. I mean, I, I think fun. she's second on the IMDb list. What's yeah. her What was her name? Um, What's her name? Trying to get back. There. Where is it? <laughs> trying, Sorry, I couldn't De- resist that. Not to, I could not resist. I'm going to go with Debbie Debbie Richter. Try not welcome to, throw to the, welcome to the party, Debbie Richter. What? What? No. But what was her character's name? <sighs> so, oh, I'm sorry. See you at the party. Um, Natty Simmons. Really? Natty? I don't Natty? think they ever said her name. I'm sure. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Natty Simmons. Natty. Natty. Okay. Well, yeah, but yeah, she's per, well. Pearl was the robot. I know that one at least. Yeah. Well, we did know Pearl because she had a big hat on. Yeah. So, so she yeah. must be Debbie Richter. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see her wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, they, hat they were not good with names in this, but that's probably because Nobody. there were only three characters that spoke words, and the rest, <laughs> you know, the rest of uh, Fender's gang. I mean, their literally their dialogue consisted of ah! as they chased it, chased after him, mm. and an occasional fucker. 
<laughs> just yeah. No, that was that was the defender. <laughs> well, I think I think some other. No, guy somebody said, else yeah. said it too. Fucker. Yeah, you know, find their friend dead. Ah, yeah. yeah honestly, they like, see Van Dam running away. Ah, all, all the like actual cast and crew names were far more interesting than the characters in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just reading the cast and crew, oh, yeah. that was so good. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. you know, Van Dam. But Daniels. he picks up. Why did he? Was it just he couldn't ditch her, or what was the deal? Because oh, 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 pouty girl. Yeah, pouty girl. Because what happens is he comes upon. You know, he. You know, he meets the cyborg chick who says, I need you to help save me. And then he gets kind of gets his ass kicked. I like how Fender and company take take her. And then he just decides he's going to chase her down to Atlanta. Well, and then he catches, no back, he catches back up with her and she's like, no, you yeah, don't, don't, you don't can't save me. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's got this girl. He's got pouty girl along who's just a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah, and she keeps getting herself captured and knocked out. He has to keep saving her <laughs> and. Yeah, at one point he's like, "Stay here. I'm going to go investigate." She waits about three seconds and, and then says, goes, "Fuck it," and goes <laughs> and like then goes turns and one corner. Gets captured. Yeah, she turns one corner and boom, yeah. captured. <laughs> and and runs into the main bad guy yeah. and all his crew because that's what they do. Meanwhile, Van Damme's creeping around, can't find shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really. So uh, apparently, uh, to address your um, disapproval of, of the lack of violence, apparently they were threatening to give this back then a rated X. What? For violence. What? Or, you know, they didn't have NC-17 at the time. Yeah. Holy it says the U.S. release was heavily cut to earn an R rating rather than an X. Among the Man. Cut, among the cut material was the opening throat slit, a good deal of blood in the village massacre. Yeah. Man, we are jaded from, like, Ricky O. Yeah. That's what it's so. got to be. Because this did not... I mean, it's... You know, there's a lot of fighting, but... There's a lot of, like, there's really head, There's throat slitting and neck, break, neck breaking, but they don't but show the yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's always, like... Yeah, it's always... you. Some you hear it, but you don't see it. Yeah, right. Well, that makes me want to look up. I mean, I remember the one thing I do remember about Steven Seagal movies is they were freaking violent. He was oh, breaking yeah. dudes' arms left and right with compound fractures. Oh and, yeah, cut I mean, a guy's head off. Did you make a yeah. guy's head? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, now I did see somebody like pulling guts out of a body. Yeah, that was in the very beginning, and it was kind of like in a. It was almost like it was almost off frame. Right. But yeah, I, I noticed that too. In the beginning, and then when they get in the fight stuff, it's just like, oh, I've got some blood on my face yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, we're fighting with rubber knives. And yeah. the bloodiest anyone gets is when Van Damme finally gets beat up by all of them because, you know, the girl went and got herself captured. And again. He had to carry her to escape, and he couldn't get away fast again. enough. And yeah, Again. Again. Well, yeah. And they end up crucifying him. Yeah, again. It, looks, it looks like Steven Seagal's first uh, Which, of his famous three three word titles was in 88, so I don't understand. I mean, I remember all of them being extremely violent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, his three word titles, you know, yeah, like above the law, death, hard to kill, law, to kill, Mark out for justice, on deadly ground, <laughs> fire down below, <laughs> half fast dead. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of them. He's big on those. Mm-hmm. This, see, I can't even recommend this one. I mean, it should be cheesy '80s fun, but I mean, the fight choreography is so bad, it's really tough to enjoy. It. Really, I was I was going to give it three of our our faux robot jocks. I um, so I had some fun. Oh, were we doing well, we four had some, robot yeah, jocks? Yeah, out of five, out of five, yeah. three out of five. We did some. Jocks. We did get some good one liners, and then you yeah. know, whenever there was a pause in the action, that you know, our ah became, became the nur, nur yeah. of of this movie. Well, you gotta admit that the guy, the fake guy falling down the elevator shaft. <laughs> yes, was, that was, was when. That's worth three alone, right there. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, that that was like the worst dummy fall I've ever seen. That was that, pretty entertaining. Yeah. She kills a dude and chucks him and down, he's, a, ah! down like an, uh, she an punched, elevator shaft. She punched him down the elevator oh, yeah. shaft. Okay. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and then they had the. It wasn't even like a Wilhelm scream. It was like a half-ass <laughs> scream as he's going down. <laughs> oh, this is a minor inconvenience. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's that. I'm not. I'm not with you on the three. I'm. I got. I can only give it about two. Okay. Hey, we can two have, jocks. We can have different. We do not have to agree. Two robots out of. When uh, have five. we ever agreed? I will give it three jocks. Yeah, three robot jocks. Yeah, three of, uh, robot. Jocks. We've, we've never. I don't think we've all ever all three agreed on anything except for robot jocks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why it's our rating system. Yeah. I just you know, and and this one and the flashbacks are just too oh, much. Jesus. They're too much. Did we even touch on that yet? We we mentioned that they. I mean, About they, every every seven minutes there was a three minute, flashback especially sequence. early on. So a, a solid thirty to forty percent of the movie was was flashback. Yeah, I like that they actually have a, a quote section for this movie. I just wanted to click there. So like, did it say ah? <laughs> no, they've got three three whole quotes. Three quotes. Yeah. Let's hear them. Let's see, let's hear the three amazing quotes. Uh, they've they've of course got go to hell. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, a line by Fender in yep. the be- mm-hmm. very beginning. Yeah. Why did you help me? And his response: I thought it was someone, somebody else. Whatever that's supposed to be. I think he was trying to play it off. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was somebody else. I thought you were somebody else. Uh, it. Who knows? Maybe that was foreshadowing. Oh, it be- because ah, uh, because she looked vaguely similar to the woman that died which, crushed yeah, in the bottom of the well. Thought, yeah. The, the skinny, almost Winona Ryder-looking girl. That mm-hmm. explains that. And then they've got Fender's opening Likely long care. thing I'm not going to go through. His, his gravitas intro speech. I love speech. this world. Yeah. Why? I like the death. I like the misery. I like this world! Yeah, that was the very beginning. Yeah, we should have known from now, there. I mean, <laughs> I'm wondering, his. I think his dialogue was all ADR dubbed in. Uh, yeah, they had, sure done something. Like they had to have done something to his voice, because yeah. even that big, crazy guy wouldn't quite have that kind of a voice. Yeah, are you watching the game over there? I'm, I might be watching. <laughs> I might be watching an NBA playoff All game. Right. I don't know. Yeah, might be. He could be like the I biggest Magic fan we know. This, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think we said enough about Cyborg. We, we've talked. Yeah. We got we got three out of five, three out of five, and two out of five. Two out of five. Robot jocks. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a solid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid two and yeah, or, yeah. two and a half I, I think, two and two point six. I know that we will, we will see much better Van Damme movies oh, yeah. in the future. There are definitely better. one. I mean, like I said, um, I just can't get over that he's, Warren, he's not the cyborg. Death Warren, I remember being a lot of fun, but that's yeah. again, we're we're trying to steer clear of prison movies for a little while. Yeah. We don't mm-hmm. want to berate ourselves with the same kind. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got the post-apocalyptic one. Yeah, we actually, I mean, we did kind of go in the robot territory again, but at least this one's a cyborg. And then the fact that she had jack shit to do with the movie, really. Yeah. She was in the movie. And the fact that she was worthless. Yeah. I mean, she was truly worthless. She's in the movie for all of five minutes. I I think all she was capable of was walking. Yeah. And pulling her hair off. And then then changing her mind. Her her robot mind. Yes. Save me, don't save me. Save me, don't save me. Save me, don't. No, no, yes, no, yes, no. Well, either way. All right, well, better let's, band damn out there. Let's uh, let's Jean Claude goddamn our way onto something else and take us a quick break. Stay right tuned. On. There's more Bamfcast where that came from. Ah! Ah! With karate, I kick your ass. Get to Tiananmen Square. Oh yeah, motherfucker, I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy hair. Yeah, yeah. You broke the rules. Now I pull out all your pubic hair. And we're back. Welcome back to the Bimcast. Ah! Okay, enough of that. Cyborg yeah. edition. <laughs> beep boop, beep boop. Yeah. All right, so... With Jean-Claude Van Damme. Edition. Yeah, so we had to go watch the Magic win game four? Four. Yeah. Okay. Three, one. Go Magic. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So, um, I guess we really don't have a topic. We're just going to talk about some other shit that we saw. Yeah. We've seen some movies lately. Yeah, you've seen a new release. I've seen. You've a new seen release. a new release on DVD. 
Uh huh. I've seen a couple independent releases. Right. So where do we? And BJ start? has watched Deadliest. I Catch. have seen Deadliest Catch, <laughs> <laughs> and I've wa- been and watching. And you watched a lot of... the end of the Magic Game. I watched Go the into end of overtime. the Magic Game. I've, I've, seen I've some... been watching a lot of MythBusters. I yeah. saw some MythBusters as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some Time Warp. <laughs> Just to plug a few of my a favorite shows. Little Bed shows. Bath and Beyond. Basically anything on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Okay. If you have time. Right. <laughs> All right. So um, I, I want to start off just because it ties in with our first half. Mm-hmm. That what I um, I just bought on a whim kind of on DVD because, well, I wanted to see it and it was there and I thought, why not? So I bought JCVD, the, um, the self-titled Jean-Claude Van Damme playing himself movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, I think it proves, you know, like I was saying, I think Jean-Claude actually can act. It's got, uh, without spoiling anything, it's got one really weird scene, which I think I've read everybody that liked the movie said, I don't get this one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, to, you should have taken it out because it, it plays pretty straight-faced that he is, he is himself um, playing a washed-out uh, you know, action star who has to fight for these crappy roles for m- movies that are shot overseas and mostly bigger overseas than they are here, straight-to-video kind of things. And... Uh, he gets involved with uh, basically like a bank heist, or it's actually like it's a post office heist, which is kind of weird. Okay. But yeah, it's like I guess they were going to rob this post office, but they end up taking hostages, and Jean Claude happens to be there. And they spin it oh, so okay. that um, the media thinks that Jean Claude's the one doing it. Oh. So anyway, I don't know, halfway, three quarters of the way through the movie, there's this weird scene where it, like the camera pans up along with Jean Claude Van Damme, and it's like he's floating up in the lights of the movie that they're making. And he's having this, like, he has this soliloquy, basically. And he just talks about life, the universe, and everything. And it's just weird. Is it supposed to be, like, an out-of-body experience? I guess. Or? But, it, yeah, it's like it's like all of a sudden, at this one moment, you're out of the movie that you're actually watching, which is supposed to be real life. Yeah. And, it, and it's it's really odd. Uh, other than that, it's it's a really cool movie. Okay. It's it's just a strange choice. But it's, it's a foreign-made movie. And, you know, I, I mean, I think it's actually a French movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But, um, but it's in English. It, 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 I watched it in the original theatrical language, okay. which, which flips back and forth. There's a lot of English in it, but there's some sub- subtitle parts. Okay. Which, because I guess I guess Belgium and French is pretty close. I it, think they speak French in a large part of Belgium. Okay, well, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i actually followed Jean-Claude on Twitter. He's actually on there. And mm-hmm. he double twits or double tweets or twats everything <laughs> in French and English. Like, he'll he'll post something and then immediately turn, it, turn around and post it in French or vice versa. So... Anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's an interesting movie. And Van Dam was bilingual. Like I said, I, I've I've got a soft spot in my heart for for Mr. Van Dam, and uh, I, and I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was so it was a pretty solid movie. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like it's it's kind of like the wrestler. If the wrestler was about a real person, you know, okay. and, and Mickey Rourke kind of sells it in that way. That you know, I I buy this being a washed up guy who was mm-hmm. at the top of the game at one point in time. Who they then had show up at WrestleMania. Yeah, right, well, the following year. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Maybe Mickey Rourke just needs some beer money. That's why he didn't get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, you know, honestly, I don't think Mickey cared. Probably yeah. not. Didn't he get a Golden Globe? Yeah, he did get he a did. Yeah, he did get a little. And then they saw his acceptance speech and they said, <laughs> Pork and shit, Pork and said, oh, Okay, yeah, we're not giving him an Oscar. It doesn't matter what the vote is. Yeah. So anyway. At least yeah, he got a statue. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend uh, JCVD. Check it out. It's actually... um. This is what kind of sucks is I bought the DVD. It's it's on Netflix for streaming. I think even in HD. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoops. So. I'm going to have to check that out then. Yeah. Could if have, I had could a, have saved myself 15 bucks there. If I had an internet connection that was faster than my grandmother currently, I would well, do it as well. You can yeah. feel free to borrow the 
the proper DVD. Um, so you mean saving 15 bucks? Like you wouldn't watch it again or – well, or were there any special features on the DVD or anything like that? Or I, yeah, I don't know. Or you just didn't care about any yeah, of that stuff? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a huge special feature guy. I have to really like a movie to get yeah. into special features. Or if I just hear that, you know, you know, it's got a fantastic commentary. Like, uh, so there's no Van Damme like commentary the thing, track? You know, like yeah. the Thing's commentary track, you know, kind of things mm-hmm. like that. It's things that are sometimes the commentary is better than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> well, true. not in the case of the Thing, but anyway. No, there are some movies where definitely... Yeah. Kevin Smith's some. commentaries are great. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so that's that's my recommendation on DVD or Netflix. Good deal. Uh, what else? So um, I think... Do uh, I have to double go? Did I just set myself up to go? Well, I think um, Mackie saw Star Trek again. Yeah. Yeah, both. I ended up... I was supposed to see uh, Terminator Salvation, and uh, I didn't. At the group I was with, um, it was kind of funny because there were four of us, and all but one had seen Star Trek. And the choice was Terminator Salvation or Star Trek. And the guy who hadn't seen either was like, I heard Star Trek's a lot better. And we're all like, yeah, it's pretty pretty damn good. He said, all right, let's go see that. And all three of us were like, all right, we're going. So we kind of bailed out on Terminator. So I have no idea how good or bad it is. But I know I received a few texts this weekend from various people that were all, do not see Terminator. It is bad. Uh, from, Which, yeah. One of those people is in the room. <laughs> yeah, I took the bullet. I'll let you guess who that one is. I took the, I took the bullet for that yeah. one. Yeah. So, so the second, Terminator Salvation. Yeah, um, yeah. I also went and saw Star Trek again. Mm-hmm. But after seeing yeah. Terminator, I saw Terminator on Saturday and Star Trek again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Terminator, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. I could really go off on a rant about this movie. About why yeah. I think it's it's broken. honestly don't spoil anything. I don't. I, I, I still, it's, not, it's not spoilers at I all. I still will see. I, it, I, I, I can I can but. completely tell you why this movie is broken and not spoil it at all. Okay. Um, number one is this is becoming a new gripe, and this movie was so slow that I was able to put it into words what I've thought for a while. Mm-hmm. And this is my problem with biggest of all in D four, and also movies. Like Jurassic Park 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like to call now coincidental action. Where you feel like what's going, what's taking place on the screen, nobody has any control over. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I thought was so broken about it in the Indy 4 yeah, versus Indy the other ones. Indy 4 very much. is like, these things are just happening. He happens to be there. He's not directing them in any way, shape, or form. It's just like, doo, 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 I, you know, I accidentally did this, or doo, 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 wasn't that lucky that I did yeah, that? Yeah, but when the protagonists are reduced to observers, yeah. for the most part, and when they're not driving the action. Right, and that's a lot of this movie. I mean, there was mm-hmm. just so much like, wow, that was awfully lucky. That happened just like that, because otherwise, doom. <laughs> you know? and, right. and, and that's just every time you turned around, that's what was happening in, in Terminator Salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, and <laughs> BJ will love to hear this, I hated <laughs> Christian Bale in this movie. I really did. <laughs> Told you. He just growled his way through this whole movie. I mean, and not like a Batman growl, just like he was just angry. I mean, I guess I would be too if I was like one of the few survivors of a you know, apocalypse a ro- thanks to robots. A robo-apocalypse. Yeah, robo-apocalypse. <laughs> Robot. But um, yeah, he's just, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't distance myself from his uh, his rant. It's because he sucked. <laughs> because I just, at any moment, I was just waiting for him to go, no, no, <laughs> oh, good, you know, <laughs> you know and it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, I, and he served, he was the least interesting character, too. I mean, it's like, you think John, John Connor is supposed to be the main character. 
Well, he's supposed to be like this charismatic leader, and the way it sounds is reduced to a shouting, yeah, angry boss. Yeah, they 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 don't do anything to set up like why anyone besides the audience who's watched three previous movies would think that this guy's a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just he's just there and he's barking orders and, and that's it. Yeah, um, that's a shame. And I don't know if you want to call this a spoiler, but there was two casting choices in this that I was not aware of until the credits started because I hadn't well, looked at anything. At, I, I, I won't say it if you want, don't want me to. Well, I know Arnold kind of is supposed to have some sort of cameo in it. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> this is, I, this I, is, that's what I had heard. This is but... regular, normal live-action cast. I had no idea they were in this movie. And that's Michael Ironside oh, really? and Helena Bonham Carter. Hey. I, I did know about her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had heard about her. I, I had no idea either of them were in there. And yeah. Now that they are. Well, actually, I'm, I knew I'm about her because them. I happened to see it in the, you know, the the Flash on the screen, you know, when they show, oh. see Terminator Salvation, bloom, 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 and they oh, show the credits, there. I happen to see her name. Oh, okay. I don't know why that yeah, well, struck those, at, those you three know, names. stood out to me, but I noticed it. Yeah. And you know that third of a second that you see the names on screen <laughs> during the commercial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate that, by the way, during during the commercials. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I didn't have to see any of it, so I, I'm thankful that they only play a third of a second of yeah, it. Yeah, there's, there's a... I mean, if I had to pick out bright points, I, I'd say Sam Worthington shows that he could be... I think he could be a good actor in a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he's by far the most interesting character in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see more of him in another movie. <laughs> well, you will this fall. Okay. What's he? He is the main character in Jim Cameron's Avatar. I, I'm, if it go. if it ever comes out, you know, because I think I'm he's on been board. making it for like twenty freaking years, yeah, well, or whenever the hell Titanic last came out. Yeah, I, I will see anything yeah. that Jim Cameron does. Well, then you would definitely be seeing more mm-hmm. of both of them. So and um, whenever and, it comes out, and uh, what's his face, Antoine Yelkin, however the hell you say his name, Yelkin, Ensign Chekhov, yeah, Chekhov, <laughs> Pavel Chekhov. He does Charlie good Bartlett. Vid, he does good with the vessels on the vessels yeah. in this movie. Yeah, he's not bad, but um, yeah, I mean. And this is again not spoiling it because if you've seen a previous Terminator movie, <laughs> you you paint yourself in a corner. You know, anytime they put yeah, Kyle Reese in action or you know in peril, you, you don't buy it. You know, there's nothing that's going to happen to him because he's got to grow up and mm-hmm. go be John Connor's dad in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it, why even try to put him in peril? It doesn't work. We were discussing this um, earlier before we started Banff casting, but you have to. With a movie like this, you have to create new characters that that people are going to give a shit about. Right. Because if you don't, you already have this this canon set up, and you cannot. I mean, you can't step outside those bounds unless you pull a Star Trek. So you have to do something to invest to get people invested into the movie. And apparently, from what I understand, even though I haven't seen it, this doesn't you yeah, know, come I, anywhere close. I, I in this movie, I just I didn't care about anybody. The closest I came was was Sam Worthington's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I even though you you know just from them showing too much in the trailers, you know what his arc basically is. Yeah, um, I was a little disappointed that they gave. Yeah, that's as much that's as they did. Pretty trailers. stupid. If you from what me. I from what I understand from people who've seen it, that's a pretty big. Yeah. His secret, so to speak, is a pretty big oh, yeah. it's reveal a, it's a in the film. Big part of the movie. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it takes a while to get there, and I, and yeah, I, I just this movie is so emotionless. It really was. I mean, mm-hmm. what, I commented, I think, to one of you, if not both of you, that in watching it again, the first five minutes of Star Trek is the first. I would rather watch the first five minutes of that for ninety minutes over and over again 
because mm-hmm. I cared more about those characters that I was immediately introduced to, shown what was happening, and you know, shit blows mm-hmm. up in that five minutes of Star Trek both times. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, yeah. on the border of emotional, and I cared. I was I was literally squirming in my seat during some Terminator. I was like, I can this end now. I mean, yeah. seriously, and that's you didn't care about the machines. <laughs> Robots <laughs> are people too. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they'd win at some point. <laughs> Go robots! No. I thought maybe it was you know Terminator salvation, the salvation, like, yeah. the salvation of the, the Terminator, salvation yeah. of the robots, yeah. robots save yeah. us. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just bored. what if they? What if they were jockeys driving the Terminators? <laughs> Would that make it better? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there was people and robots, but yeah. it wasn't that exciting. Mm. Yeah, robot people sex. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that brings our summer summer movie blockbuster yeah. blowout total to. Uh, Unsurprisingly, <laughs> yay! Yep, yeah. <laughs> yay! <laughs> Making a full one eighth of the movies that are out um, that are coming out this summer total shite. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, if someone asks you if they should see uh, Terminator Salvation, what would the response be? I I'd video say, re- video record yourself taking a dump and yeah. then watch that for ninety. It's minutes. It's better than Wolverine. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd I'd watch this again before I'd ever watch Wolverine again. Uh, so. Yeah, I have no circled with an exclamation point for no. Wolverine according to recommendations. <laughs> no, the, the only the best part about this is um, Sherlock Holmes trailer. Oh, yeah! I out of nowhere I was which, like, which I, Sherlock this is Holmes? So far you know, away. I've seen it. The trailer was not good. I will be honest. With I've you. seen the trailer. I lost a lot of interest in that. Not movie. good looking trailer, but I think this is going to be one of those good movies that the trailer doesn't do it justice. That uh, noise in the background for all of our uh, Bamfcast listeners <laughs> is, is the is the Bamfcat <laughs> who is harassing uh, some some plastic right we, now. We could refer, we could flip the script on him and send cat pictures to them. <laughs> Maybe we'll post it. Anyone up on the sends site. us cat pictures? Yeah, yeah. We'll get one They're back. getting a reply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Bamfcat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. saw a couple other movies. Okay, hit us with um, your best shot. The uh, film festival we mentioned this last week was uh, in town. And I got to see a couple of movies, not as many as I would have liked to have seen. I did see a shorts program that had some really good shorts, but you know, it's kind of one of those things where you just can't find them, right? You know, unless you're at the film yeah, unless festival. unless you're at a kind of film festival. But uh, one of the full length ones I saw was called Anywhere USA, which was the uh, winner at the 2008 Sundance. I believe it won the Independent Spirit Award, which I think it it definitely deserved. And it was uh, it was because really there's only one person in the film that you would recognize and she was eight years old and she was Uma Thurman's daughter at the very end of Kill Bill 2. Ah, okay. Yeah, that girl, you know, she was a little bit older but she was... I don't think I'd recognize her. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've watched that movie you, enough times. But. Yeah, she's also uh, Sandman's daughter in the Abominable Spider-Man 3. <laughs> okay, yeah. again. Again, but yeah. I'm blocked out. But she's also the director's daughter, which I think helped quite a bit mm. in this movie. But um, mm. other than her, everyone else literally was their first movie. And just about everyone else was, like, really good. <laughs> it was kind of surprising. But it's uh, there were three different stories. One that was really quirky, and um, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it. Now, this is one of the shorts, or this is a full No, this was a full-length okay. movie, but there are three stories. Oh, uh, okay. And then it's okay. kind of... It kind of like does a creep it, show kind of thing. Yeah, but it does a little kind of pretentious thing where it's like, oh, this one's about loss, this one's about ignorance, this one's about I can't even remember what the first one was. I think, I think patience actually was the first one, but um, it's just these weird 
it's it's these weird trailer trash people that um yay yeah a couple that were in love but not anymore and they're trying and he's trying to get back with her but then his little midget friend <laughs> convinces him <laughs> because he finds a pistachio in the couch that she is having an affair with a middle eastern terrorist <laughs> it's it's it is completely bizarre but this little midget is like the funniest funniest guy he's completely insane and i don't know where they found him they had to have known him before like the, they started the movie but like the ghost of hervey Villachase or something I, no you know, he's much better than that <laughs> but this you know it was just it was really it was a quirky but also it was kind of you know it kind of did a lot of the postmodern stuff where they would write stuff write things on the screen that were supposed to symbolize different things and then some of them were funny you know because the the one chick always watches subtitle movies so it said Oh, what did it say? It said subtitled movies frighten American males. You know, it just it just <laughs> pops up on the screen in the middle of the scene. And that one, that one was fun, but it was kind of there were too many of those little quirks. Okay. And then they go into the second story, which is Lost, which is the one that stars um, the young girl from, you know, from Kill Bill and Spider Man, which her name is. Um, oh, why can't I find it out? There it is Perla Haney Jardine. Oh yes, Perla Haney Jardine. Yeah. Oh, well, I've a big favorite of the Banff cast here. I, I but, follow um, her on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I but, celebrate her entire catalog. Yeah, other than Spider-Man Three. <laughs> 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 yeah, but this this was like the this section of the movie was like amazing. It was so freaking good. Is what happens is it's um, her and her uncle, who is also just like. This guy, I've never seen him in anything else, and I believe that was the only movie he's ever starred in. But he was awesome in it, and I can't even find his name on there either. But um, BRB, <laughs> I have to rescue the Banff cat. Yes, Uh-oh. please yeah, do. The Banff cat is she trapped Banff in a bag or in a closet? She's just shredding a bag. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna soldier on here. <laughs> but um, it's the this story is it's uh, an uncle and the and his niece who is the young girl and basically the crux of it is that he has been forced into raising her and they are homeless. They live out of a van and it's all about how they get along and how she's trying to keep her childhood and that sort of thing. It's, it's uh, really just one of those amazingly acted scenes and it kind of ties in briefly with the first one because one of the characters in the first one shows up in that one. Hmm. And then a couple of the characters in that one show up in the third segment, which was kind of just a stupid, kind of stupid, but it was also the shortest one where it was about an, uh, an old guy who has succeeded in life because he has an exceedingly well-groomed beard and everyone gives him more credit for everything because he has such a nice beard, but he's really a complete moron. You need to work on that beach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the moron part or the beard part? Honestly, <laughs> what? No. Honestly, the guy what they moron. found for this is just perfect, <laughs> and, and he had a perfect beard too. Sweet, yeah. But he's he's just a moron, and he's just sitting at dinner one day and decides, I don't know any black people, and so he decides that he's going to go out and just find black people to meet and become friends with. Oh. And then the whole short is, you know, and this this I guess I would call it a short because it's only about twenty minutes out of the movie. Is him attempting to find friends who are black. Uh, does one go to Craigslist for that? Or? <laughs> no, he just decides he's going to go S-W-M-L-F. out. S-W-M-L-F. <laughs> but of course, his uh, his son and daughter are kind of opposed to it. Or, or not daughter, I'm sorry, his uh, his son and his wife. 
and his wife does everything she can to try and discourage this behavior. But that one was just flat out goofy and funny. But I mean, the whole movie was definitely worth seeing. And it's kind of disappointing because apparently there's no DVD release. It never got a wide release. It's kind of one of those things that you have to find at a film festival. But um, It'll be on IFC one day. <laughs> I, I hope so. And if it is, I'm throwing it on the TiVo. I should just start and throwing it. And what was it. the title again? Anywhere USA. Okay. Which is actually... it's. Has this director done anything else? Uh, I don't think so. His name's Chusi Haney Jardine. Oh. And he actually used to live in our town, which is why... Uh, he kind of got tied in. And nope, he was the writer and director for this movie, and that is the only movie he's ever made. Okay. but it was So, so he piggybacked off his daughter's success, yeah. I guess, <laughs> into making hey, the movie? Hey, you know what? It, it worked. And this is, and for, a, uh, for an independent film, this was amazingly well filmed also. Yeah. It looked gorgeous. So, and that's, you know, that's anyone who watches a lot of independent films knows that's kind of rare. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, that didn't used to be the case. I mean, I used to watch a lot of independent films that were beautifully shot, and then I think... The whole, uh, you know, we can make it with eight millimeter because that'll make it look indie, yeah. at, or vid, you know, early digital video mm-hmm. cameras and things like that. I think that trend went the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of older. I mean, like early Todd Haynes movies. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. his. I mean, you know, his super cheap. No, you know, nobody have ever heard of movies look really good. And yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I also saw another really good movie that you probably will see a wide release for and. You probably will hear about it in the Oscars next year okay. is a, a documentary called racing dreams, which um, I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't give a crap about NASCAR, but this is basically about the little leagues of NASCAR, which is like a cart racing circuit where these little kids ride around in carts that go like 80 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about, it follows the story of three kids. Um, one who's like, Basically, he's practically like this prodigy who, you know, one day will be a NASCAR driver because he wins like every race that he enters. And um, there's another one who's a young girl who's one of the only girls that's on the circuit. And uh, (laughs) she will, the cat is once again attacking the bag because as soon as we, as soon as she hits the floor. Anyway. You might have to shut the door next week. (laughs) Yeah, that, no, then we're, then we're meow, that meow. might be a good idea. Trials of the Bamf Cat. Yeah, we'll see. This is an adjustment period. Or I can here. just move the bag yeah. away from where she can get yes, to it. Please, it's really a Bamf. It's kit. an adjustment period in the studio here. Yeah, but uh, that's what makes it real. The secret mm-hmm. layer. This is podcast verite. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, veritas. Anyway, anyway. Truth. Anyway, anyway the. Uh, the second person that they that the documentary follows is a young girl who is one of the few female drivers that's this age. I think she's 12, and the first kid was 13. And then there's a uh, third kid who's kind of um, – he's a loose cannon. He's a bit of a maverick. But th- this You're kid is cannon. just – this kid, I don't know where they found him, but he is hilarious. Like I can see why they picked him to follow for a documentary because like just about everything that comes out of his mouth is funny. And it's not like laugh at him. It's just genuinely, he's just a funny, cool kid, even though he's kind of a hothead. And now gotta, you know, he keeps getting himself in trouble. I got to ask her, I mean, not to you know, pigeonhole, but I mean, are these kind of redneck kids? I mean, it's you the, know. One, the one who <laughs> looks like he's going to be a NASCAR. So yeah. He's from Michigan, so okay. he doesn't come off as a redneck okay. at all. I'm not saying the, it's uh, not the girl. The girl does, but... and the third kid, the crazy one, he definitely, because I mean, they literally, they live in a trailer. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean that's 
pigeonholing yeah. NASCAR, but I mean, well, let's be honest, that's that is kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, and the the thing about this movie is you're following these three kids, but you're also following their families, mm-hmm. right? You know, and of course, the one kid that lives in a trailer, um, they really. You know, they're, I don't know how they made money to be able to send him to these, to own the car, to, have, to, to do all this stuff. You know, the girl, it's, you, you see her parent, her mom working like in a textile factory. And, you know, you can, and I guess that her dad used to be, I don't know if it was a NASCAR driver or if he worked on a NASCAR crew, but it's kind of, it's one of those things where you can tell that he has pushed her into this her entire life mm-hmm. and that this is more his dream than her dream type thing. To but for, she's for going along with NASCAR. it anyway. Yeah. But she's kind of, this is the, it's kind of, it's one of those, this is the only life she's known. So it's, you know, it's kind of, and then the third kid, I mean, he was like so obsessed and so locked in to the whole NASCAR thing that they call it training. He would drive around with his dad in the summer with the windows up and it turned up and the heat in the car turned up as high as it would go so that it would simulate being right. in a race car, right. the heat of it. And then, you yeah, know, he would, it, he would watch NASCAR races just to see how the guys did the interviews after. So that when he was interviewed after winning races, he'd know how to respond to questions. Thank like, your sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like this kid, this kid was like, so I couldn't, I couldn't have done it without my team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on, my, honestly, my crew, that's crew. how, that's how this kid yeah, was. Yeah. And I, 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 before I alienated anybody, I, 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 yeah. I got to point out that like, I, yes, I say that, but my, there's a large portion of my family that is involved in the back end of, of NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Um, they know the racers and the, and the pit crews mm-hmm. and things like that. So, just, yeah, that's well, where I'm coming from. I believe just know me, I learned more is. than I ever needed to know about NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually you know? kind of interested you, to see that because yeah, it's 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 really it's one of those that even though it's a documentary, there are so many layers to it, and the way they edit it, a lot of things, you know, like when the parents are giving advice to the kid, or you know, the one the one kid, um, the Maverick, you know, the hothead kid, he, um, his his dad's his mom is long gone. His dad is in and out of jail, and he's been raised by his grandparents. You know, so they have a lot of scenes of him like fishing with his grandfather. And, you know, there's a lot of things that he would say that, you know, the way they edit them in, it kind of becomes having a double meaning to other stuff. And, right. yeah. And when they found the, you know, the kids that they found, the way they chose them, I'm not sure if they followed like, you know, four or five kids and then found these three and said, okay, we need to be following these. I mean, you know, for sure that they were following the one kid who is, you know, basically Jeff Gordon Jr., you know, who's going to be like this huge. <laughs> You know, he's going to be in NASCAR someday. You know, the girl, they probably followed her because she's one of the few mm-hmm. female drivers out there. And the other kid, they probably saw five minutes of him and said, okay, we got to follow yeah. this kid and see what happens. Or you just go down there and say, who's the most interesting, you know, yeah. who's who makes everybody laugh mm-hmm. or who's the most interesting yeah. character and who's the winner yeah. who's the but, student who's the wild card yeah right. but it's right, very it's very cool because you know like the formula one, go you know the one girl that's you know the girl is kind of seems like the least interested in doing it mm-hmm. and she of course is probably the one who will have the most chance at success because she's female right and the most chance at you know scholarships and all that and then you know the kid who's bound will be in it someday it's basically you know you find out sooner or later that it's kind of driving his family broke doing this Right. But it's like he's only 12 and it's not like you're a basketball player where you you're, you don't have all these expenses, you know, the school is going to pay to take you to all these tournaments and everything. these people, I mean, it's all out of pocket the right. stuff that they're doing. So they had they show them having a fundraiser, you know, they have like a the kid has his own golf tournament. I mean, nice. So it's like this kid probably will be the most successful, 
but it's like the family's stuck in that waiting period yeah. of waiting until he's 18. He's taking you know? the they most... got another six years of doing this because it's, it's not the... like he can just stop. Taking the most toll on, on the yeah. family. I, I would imagine that you, I mean, you got to win something for these races besides just like a trophy and an attaboy. I I don't know because don't, because they're amateurs. These, yeah, these early ones. I don't don't, th- I don't think they're allowed. Yeah, I don't think they're allowed to win any money because they'll lose whatever amateur status they have. Um, and I don't know if that. I don't know if that's. I, I, I just don't think that they might win pieces and parts that could then yeah. be sold because that that that's usually how it works. Like yeah, you they win they this really transmission or something you know or whatever. They really don't get into that. Yeah, they just yeah. get into the cost and then near the end, of course, because these kids, it's kind of like. You know, a lot of it is this is our last year doing the carts because they're going to be moving up to a real stock car. And so, of course, the family, you know, then the families are talking about buying stock cars near the end mm-hmm. of the movie. So it's kind of like, Jesus, yeah. you know, you, they're looking at massive, massive expenses and travel and all this because the one girl at one point, she says um, 48 of 52 weekends the previous year, they had been at a race and they travel all over. You know, Jesus. It's, it's a huge cost to get into this. They're, they're, it's, a, it's a huge business. I mean, yeah. when you distance yourself from the fans, the actual people behind the scenes, it, it's huge, huge, yeah. huge business. Mm-hmm. And it takes hundreds, if not thousands upon thousands of people. And they do go over the point go. that it's not just four left turns. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do there's, get there's into that. Science, and there, yeah. there's a very cool diagram of exactly how it works when they say, you know, with, how you have to have your line a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And they say, yeah, if you can do this on an empty track, but suddenly you've got a dozen other cars there in the middle of the line you want to take. And, you yeah. know, so it's, you know, I, like I said, I don't care about NASCAR at all, but I was, you know, it kept me interested the entire time. Good story is a good story, no yeah. matter yes, which way exactly. you cut it. Well, it's like I've, and, I've recommended King of Kong to people that would have no interest in video oh, yeah. games just because I think it's a fun, interesting oh, yeah. documentary. And it's one of those where, you again, you've got characters that are yeah. just like... Larger real life yeah. people. Yeah. It's like you wonder how these people are real, mm-hmm. you know. But it's, I mean, it's a very good movie. I, I have not heard if it has, you know, major distribution, but it is a documentary, so that might not, you know, that might not be a thing. But uh, yeah, I I think you will see this cool nominated. I, that's actually one best thing doc, is, best documentary at the um, Oscars next year. Keep giving these sh- you know free shout outs to Netflix, but they're big on uh, allowing documentaries to be streamed. And even like they've actually put some like current and theater documentaries or really? making the film festival things up no. for streaming. So no, we'll have to, have to check to and see if Racing Dreams is on there because yeah. it's definitely worth seeing. All right, I saw a little bit of. Uh, Empire Strikes Back on MTV HD. Uh, MTV HD? Yeah. Wait, what? Are you serious? Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was cut up with commercials of uh, people in bathing suits bouncing around in Paris Hilton, but... Uh, Still. And it was cut to shit. Was it like, did it look HD? HD? Yeah, or? It looked reasonably HD. I mean, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't 1080p, but... So it was probably just upscaled, whatever. I, I have to, I have to imagine it was, well, it was, you know, the... In the description on the on the channel guide, it said it was you know said it was HD and not just you know MTV HD. Yeah, but so TNT looked, it, HD you know is a lot of times just a stretched version. It of, looked no, they've actually gotten better now. They it have. Looked, yeah. um, I, I know, like when I first got it a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, I was no, very yeah. disappointed. No, 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 no. They've actually they understand HD now for the most part. Okay, oh, like Lord of the Rings looks amazing on there whenever they do it. If really? you can sit through all the commercials, <laughs> yeah, it, it looked good, but you know I. I didn't watch much. I honestly couldn't yeah. stomach the friggin' commercials. Well, yeah, I, I can understand I'm that. I'm right there with you. And, um, yeah, I, I really like Puppet Yoda, by the way. I, I miss Puppet Yoda. Don't we all? Well. 
sad, sad. Everybody things. knows it's, I, it's oh, Mark I, Hamill selling I just, it. I got, so yeah. that's what makes it. I realize I got one more movie I can quickly talk about. I'm oh. not going to go into a, bit, a lot of the details, but uh, watched uh, again through Netflix streaming. Uh, Let the right one in. Vampire movie. Vampire movie. Not Twilight. Hey. <laughs> so uh, it's cool vampires, not well, Namby Pamby. Yeah, it's weird. Do they sparkle? No. Okay, good. There's no sparkling. They, they, no, that's the funny thing is, is, as the title implies, they follow what I like to call the, the Buffy vampire rules. That vampires have to be invited in to okay. your house. They, they don't like sunlight, um, and they have to drink blood. About That's what I like to call the Buffy rules. That okay. really doesn't go any further than that. I'm gotcha. sure if you chopped a head off, maybe they also turn into dust. But, but, but anyway, quite get stake them in the heart. You know. It's a weird movie. <laughs> it's, it's a foreign movie, and it shows, because there's things in that movie... That would never fly in an American movie. Um, it's it's about a it's about an outcast kid um, who's bullied at school a lot, and he meets a girl outside of his apartment complex. Who's I think they're both supposed to be twelve. And mm-hmm. as the movie progresses, you find out she's, she's been twelve she, for a long. She's been twelve time. for a long, exactly what she says. I'm twelve, but I've been twelve for a long time. And they kind of form a weird sort of symbiotic friendship type of thing. And so it is like Twilight. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like she doesn't ever want to turn him into a vampire, but yeah. Well, that's is, nice of her. It's like Twilight if, if Twilight was not at all like what Twilight is about. So this you're is saying the all it has is vampires. Yeah. I can't wait to but tear yeah. that movie apart. What, Twilight? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I, I kind of recommend it. It's coming soon. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Just be ready. It's it's um you're gonna get some weird gore and uh, underage sexual type of things that'll probably make it a little uncomfortable, but it's kind of uh, kind of a good movie. Really? Ultimately, it's it's kind of interesting what um, the ultimate plot of it is. I can't say anything without giving anything away, but okay. Just if you like if you like weird things, go for it. Okay. <laughs> and it, like I said, it's up. It's on HD Netflix streaming. Stream it now. So for I'll you, have to PC and Xbox 360 people, that take yeah. me like and 15 years people. to watch. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Anybody? Bueller? What do we got Bueller? this weekend? We've got... I don't know what's uh, what's coming out. We've um, got... Um, drag me to hell. Oh, is that coming yes. out this weekend? Yes. Are we going to make and a trip for that? I'm planning on Friday. I don't think he's going to be able to attend. I'm out of town this Friday. <sighs> yeah. I'm going to have to find a way to see it. Yeah. Friday night, I... I, I might be down for I that. If there's a my, Thursday My bro and his show. lady friend, special lady friend, are going to go. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you all that. Yeah. Oh. Are, you, are, you, are you going with him and his special lady friend? I probably will. <laughs> actually, it a, well, it, actually, it's, it's, it's a running joke. A special lady friend. It's, it's a running joke because my brother like hates horror movies. I mean, he's the biggest wimp, especially when it comes to um, ghostly or demon-like things. So, oh, so he's done. So it's a, it's a joke that we're dragging him to the movie. <laughs> and and she's, she's like my accomplice. So, uh. yeah, we're going we're gonna to convince him to go see this with us. Good times. Also, up. up when is up? This, this is that this weekend? Is this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Damn, I might have to hit. The, God, I might have to hit that a matinee. Um, I want to see that. Okay, we have to do 3D thing for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got to do yeah. the third dimension. It's a 3D movie. So it's just those two, right? Um, yeah, those are the big ones. I think. Is Land of the Lost coming out real next, soon? Next week. Next week. And again, I think I'm being dragged to that. Wasn't really on my radar, but a friend of mine called and yeah. said, "You, I am taking you, if, even if I have to pay." And I said, "Well, you're gonna have to pay. You sold Make me. him pay. Yeah, I'm pretty much gonna have to. Or her. I don't know. What's our favorite price? Free. free. We like free. Free. We can't it's get good. the Banff cat to uh, to say anything. 
She is very interested in the microphone zone. She yeah. sure makes a lot of noise when we're not trying getting to get her, her to... near a microphone. This is Kaylee, by the way. As in... No, she's the Banff cat. Or the Banff cat. cat. Okay. She's a very friendly Banff cat, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And very fascinated with the blinds right now. <laughs> I know, All this right. is riveting. She's riveting <laughs> listening for everybody. <laughs> she's about right to straight Garfield yeah. that shit. We just went NPR on everybody there for a yeah, second. She, she's I more, she's more normal than anything. She looks, <laughs> looks like a normal. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to NPR Band. This is cat talk. Yeah. This is We're cat talking talk. Cats. We're talking about cats pleasant. and kittens. Isn't this cute? cat is a a variant of the Russian blue? Oh, oh look, she she's not even really talking. She's, uh, she's <laughs> she does like the bag though. She does like the bag. <laughs> <laughs> this is such. I hate you guys yeah. so much. All right, what do you say we wrap this sucker up? Please yeah. let's. Yeah, let's. I'm uh, begging we'll you. Go ahead actually. and wrap it up. All right, so uh, yeah, couple, drag, drag me to hell. Up drag me this to hell. Weekend. Up this weekend. Um, to remind you, we have a running contest. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can give us a five jocks movie, <laughs> which is a five on the robot jock scale of awesome, bad movie, we will postage paid you a copy of Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. uh, the Roger Corman Tour de Force, and Stealth. Oh, we're throwing them both is up. Stealth? Hey, if they both, if they you know want what? both. If they want both and they yes. give us a five. Yeah. Yeah. First come, first serve. Yeah. It's, it's, that's one upped. Yeah. I'm going to be the toughest vote to get on that one. Right. Because you know? mm-hmm. Mackie hates everything. Mm-hmm. I will determine who, who lives or dies by the stealth DVD. Right. So listen to the Banff We cast. may make it a three part. We may just go ahead and watch Doom just to get, just up the ante <sighs> yeah, one more time. Just to, to toss Doom in there. Mm-hmm. So, um,. I'm realizing why we're not getting so many entries. <laughs> nobody wants the terrible yeah, movies. Yeah, because these movies are not. Also, nobody wants to watch the These are among the our least movie. favorite movies we've watched. Nobody wants to take the dive and watch the movies to, uh, to find a, a, a five mm-hmm. on the jock scale of awesome. Uh, we'll do it just for the, for the fame. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Internet yeah, the fame. Glory. You this goes you out it. all over the internet. Mm-hmm. The entire internet. I don't know if you know this, but the internet is fucking huge. Yes, and you're on it. Especially in Europe. Yeah. So um, you can follow us on the Twitters at BAMFCAST, or BMFCAST, yeah. BMFCAST. Mm-hmm. Send your contest submissions to anything you want at BMFCAST.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also look us up on the interwebs at BMFCAST.com. This is correct. Uh, I concur with everything you just said. And I think that's about it. That's, that's all the uh, random plug contact information crap mm. that we normally do at the end of these yep. things. Until next time, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the Beach. This has been the Bamcast. Bamcast out! Arr! Arr! Cyborg. Cyborg.